Hello and welcome to Sifting Through the Shit. I'm your host, KT. Today's date, June 1st, 2021. So yesterday I was at my in-laws having dinner and you know doing the whole Memorial Day thing as many families do in the United States. And I caught a newscast with uh, Joe Biden doing a speech, you know, for the military. And I noticed Joe has grown his earlobes back. Now, how the hell does that happen? Your earlobes disappear. Your ear tapers directly into the side of your face. And then next thing you know, oh, shit, your earlobes are back. How, How does that happen? Unless they are using different people to pose as Joe Biden. So, also over the weekend, um, I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We, uh, the wife and I went down there to scrounge the local pick-apart salvage to find some parts for our classic vehicles. And we had a little barbecue at my little brother's house. And we wanted to bring a veggie tray, so we went to Meijer's, which killed me because I swore I'd never step foot in that fucking store again since that little snot-nosed bastard grandchild or great-grandchild of Fred Meyer stabbed Donald Trump in the back in January. Nevertheless, we're in the store. We saw no signs on the store doors about masks, not even saying, you know, only for fully vaccinated people or anything. No signs. But I would say a better part, at least 50%, no, at least 60%, if not 75%, maybe even 80, of the people in that store were wearing masks still. And it got me to thinking, I'm like, you know, I'll bet you, I would be willing to bet a whole lot of money that these ignorant fools in here wearing these masks are fully vaccinated. They've got people so scared, I don't know that we're ever going to come out of this not wearing a mask thing. Or, I'm sorry, wearing a mask thing. Like when I went to China in 2012 for a lighting expo. Now granted, it wasn't There wasn't numerous people. I'd say probably 10%, maybe less, of the Chinese population that I came across in um, Hong Kong were were wearing masks. And I thought to myself, man, I'm glad I live in a free nation and a civilization that is so advanced that we don't have to worry about this kind of shit. Never knowing eight, nine years later, we'd be right there. But I am starting to see a lot of things open up. Now, once again, as at the in-laws last night, where they got the TV on and the news is going, and 
it's just the local channel and they're talking about how this is the first holiday since COVID-19 has began that we've been able to celebrate without a mask and then like two stories later you know because they want you to forget about that that part of the story they're like oh a new variant has been discovered in I want to say Africa go figure and this one's more deadly and more contagious and oh my god we may have to put our mask back on yeah screw you screw your mask if first off I've known since I was at least 30 something when my father passed away at age 60 from a heart attack that I'm dying of a heart attack unless I'm involved in a car accident but I don't think so my gut has always told me I'm going to go from a heart attack and in fact when I went to the doctors in the early 2000s when I was 30 something I'm like alright yeah let's do your stupid blood test let's get you know check my cholesterol all that shit they're like well um, your triglycerides are off the charts we cannot even test the cholesterol so we want you to eat no red meat for the next three days come back and we'll try this again like alright fine let's do it so three days no red meat come back in they're like well your triglycerides are at least on the chart now but they're still too high for us to get a cholesterol rating i'm like you know what here's the thing my father died of a heart attack his father died of a heart attack both of them their first heart attack three days later they're gone i am not going to not live my life denying myself of the things i love so that I can live longer denying myself of the things I love. To me, it, it's ludicrous. It makes no sense. Why would you want to live longer not living? I love bacon. Bacon is my favorite food group. And cheese. I put cheese on damn near everything. Just ask my wife. Hell, I have a <laughs> you're gonna love this I have one of my favorite dishes is fried cheese just put some cheddar in a frying pan because I don't know what it is about the flavor of cheese but it changes when you fry it oh my god it's so delicious and then I'll sprinkle some bacon bits on there too fold it over like an omelet and then top it off with some sour cream and I call it the cholesterol platter. And it is so yummy. Now you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, this guy's a this guy's nuts. And I may be. But you know what? I love food. Food talks to me. I have recipes that I don't even know where they came from, but just about everybody who's ever tasted them are like, damn, this is good. So, where the hell was I going with that? Freedom, yeah, freedom. And doctors and pill pushers. My doctor right now, I'm not a fan of. I have a hiatal hernia. It was diagnosed in 1996. And at that time, the only cure was an open chest surgery. 
And I'm like, yeah, I'll stick with taking some pills as opposed to risking that. That, that I would agree, is too risky for heartburn. I'll deal with the heartburn. And I'll tell you what, if you've never had acid reflux, pray you never do. Because there is nothing like being woken in the middle of the night with stomach acid in the back of your throat. And you cannot, there's nothing you can do. You can't drink water, you can't drink milk, you can't do anything to get rid of that burn. It just has to go away on its own eventually. So, I read in the early 2000s that they now have an endoscope laser. They just go in, laser that thing off, you're good to go. In and out, same day. Probably eating a cheeseburger by lunch. And I've asked now three doctors for this surgery. And all three of them, including the one I'm currently seeing, which I'm starting to think I may end up dumping. Well, I'd want to wait until you have to take a pill every day before we prescribe that. I'm like, um, so do you wait until your engine starts knocking before you change the oil? Because to me, that's the same thing. There's a fix for it. Why would you not fix it instead of just pouring more oil in as it leaks out the bottom? I don't understand. It just, you know, I kind of want to look at them and be like, do you wipe before you poop or after? Because I'm confused here. I'm the type of person, root cause. Root cause. I got fired from a place once. Only once. I've only been fired once. Hard to believe. And the reason being is we had... um, We were a tier one supplier for General Motors. And being a tier one supplier for, uh, you know, any of the big three, if you have... Um, quality control issues, you have to come up with corrective actions. And the first thing you do in a corrective action meeting is you talk about what is the root cause. What we did injection molding, and the, one of the most common things is you got a short shot. And a short shot is 100% of the part is plastic, but you're missing. I don't know, 3% of the plastic because the mold didn't fill up. So it's called a short shot. You don't have a full part. So the management, and and I was a supervisor, so I kind of can consider myself a liaison between upper management and the people out on the floor. Management would always be like, oh, it's the operator, the operator. We got to do something about these operators. No, it's not the operator. The operator did not make that part short. The operator packed that part short. The machine made that part short. You have to fix why the machine made the part short. You can't rely on the operator, somebody you're paying minimum wage. And they didn't like this. And I would never back down. I'm like, look, you want root cause. What is the root cause of a short shot? The machine. So get your process engineer out there again. 
Have him spend some time on this machine, rewrite his parameters according to your QS9000 code, and get the shit straight. It's not the operators. Well, and, and I've fought this everywhere I've ever worked. It's always the same. Oh, it's the people, it's the people, it's the people. No, it's your it's your processes. It's the, the things that you put in place that allow this to happen, not the people. So, like this election fraud that we got going on, what was the root, the root cause? The root cause is we've never stood up to these criminals before. The root cause is we have people on both sides who are corrupt and are afraid of exposure. Yes, Republicans, too, have won elections through um, voting machines that have been rigged for their favor. The governor of Georgia is the first one that comes to mind. And I'm going to guess probably the governor of Nevada, too. This is not just a Democrat thing. I promise you. And it's not just the voting machines. Good gravy. They they cheated this election everything from throwing in the kitchen sink. Which, who knows, they may have done that too. And now I'm hearing talk that, you know, there's no hope of um, Biden being removed and Trump being put in. You know, there was, uh, Michael Flynn was at a... Uh, I don't know, a patriot rally of some sort the other day, and he was asked the question, do we need to go the way of Myanmar? Where there was a basically a military coup stepped in and said, you know what, this is bullshit. This election was stolen. They put the government on on freeze, more or less, removed the guy, and then had a new election. And he said, how did he say that? He worded his words so carefully, it was amazing. It was something along the lines of, yes, we need that here. But it, that that's not how, I can't remember exactly how it was worded. It was worded in a way so that when the, the media lost their minds on it and saying that he was at, you know, wanting a, a military coup, that he was able to say, no, this is what I said. And if you put a pause or a comma between the actual answer and the reply, it works out as a denial. But if you take away that comma, then it works out as a pro. And it's funny, these people are so brilliant with their wording and they drive the media insane, and I love it. I'm not sure how this is going to play out. I have zero doubt that Arizona, Georgia, and Pennsylvania, and New Hampshire are going to be exposing huge voter fraud. Are the three states of Arizona, Georgia, and Pennsylvania enough to, if they decertify their election, enough to take um, old Joe Biden down below 270? I think so. And what happens at that point? I don't know. 
I don't know. I believe what's supposed to happen is it goes before the Congress and they all get a single vote per state. And that they are not allowed to um, drift from their party association. I believe that's how the Constitution is written. But, like I've said many times before, the Supreme Court, if they get called into this, they're going to say, oh, it would be just too disruptive for us to, um, you know, step in and remove Joe Biden at this point. And I, I don't really have confidence that the upper brass in the military... These cocksuckers who never went through any sort of boot camp don't even know how to give a fucking proper salute would be have the balls and the courage to stand up and honor the oath that they took to swore to the Constitution. Every person who is in any sort of elected office has sworn an oath to the Constitution and the people of the United States. Not a president. Not a speaker of the house. Not a general to the Constitution. And the Constitution is quite clear. First off, the states of Georgia and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin should have never been certified in the first place because they usurped the Constitution by laying down voting laws without it going through the legislature. And the Constitution is very clear on this. The legislature and only the legislature has the authority to write voting laws in each state. Not a secretary of state, not an attorney general, not a governor. The legislature, the people who represent the people of that state as a whole. And those three states went around that process. And it's mind-boggling to me that the Supreme Court of the United States did not hear these cases. There has never been a more clear violation of the Constitution, in my mind, than that. And they put their hands up and said, oh, no, we can't do it. You have no standing. No standing. You've not been hurt by this. Really? Hmm. At a minimum... The dollar a gallon more that I'm paying for gas is hurting me. I don't know about you. Not to mention all the illegals that are being flown into Kentucky from uh, the Texas border now. Not to mention all the jobs that have been lost for the pipeline. Not to mention that you're paying, I think it's 800% more for lumber right now. No, we haven't been hurt at all. Lord, give me patience for the things I have no patience for. 
Give me wisdom for the things that I do not understand. Please help bring the world to peace, prosperity, and freedom for all. Amen. God bless. Have a good day.